0: I had proven to the world I did not need anyone. I was a survivor. The more I prospered at work, the darker and more indulgent my personal life became. The world looked at me and saw a successful woman making a six-figure salary and five-figure bonuses. What I saw was a terrified woman alone and on the road to self-destruction. Hi, I'm Ruth Hopsepkin. Welcome to the Out of the Darkness podcast, where we help you navigate life's trials based on faith and biblical truths. I am so excited to start this new podcast. This is new territory for me. So welcome to the very first episode. I want to share what the Lord taught me over the years And I have this heavy burden as I look around at those struggling in the world and the church. You know, we live in an anti-God, anti-Bible, and anti-faith world. And we see Christians not knowing how to navigate that mess. They don't know what the Word of God has to say about the world's condition. With this podcast, I want to help you navigate to stand strong in your faith in a compromising culture. To know what God's Word says, what you believe and why you believe it. But on this very first episode, I want you to get to know me, Ruth Hofseppian, a little better so you understand where I am coming from and why I have the heart to do this podcast. I am a divorced single parent and recovering addict sharing my story to inspire and motivate others in their journey to recovery and survival. I was born into an evangelical Bible-believing family. And not just my immediate family, but my extended family were very deep believers. My grandfathers were elders and pastors. My grandmothers were prayer warriors. And my aunts and uncles served in the church and in missions. And my parents immigrated to Canada in their early 20s met in church, and went on to serve in many different capacities for the Lord. My father owns and runs a business full-time, and when I was a teenager, he accepted the call to become a pastor. He is considered a tent maker. A tent maker is a term used to refer to a person with a career to support himself while participating in Christian ministry. This practice is called tent-making because of the Apostle Paul, who was a tent-maker by trade and also supported himself in this way on his second missionary journey to Corinth. I was raised in a conservative, strict, yet loving family, but I was a rebel and troublemaker from a young age, the family's black sheep, I remember one day my poor parents were just so frustrated with me. They told me that I was the child of gypsies, and because I was such a troublemaker, even the gypsies couldn't deal with me and left me in the back alley. It's a good thing I look like my dad and my aunt, or else I'd be paying for years of therapy. At 11, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior while attending summer camp. And one evening, we watched the movie Left Behind. And, well, I really didn't want to be left behind. It looked scary. At 16, I was baptized. You know, these were not life-changing events for me. I was scared, yes. Therefore, I did what I had to save my soul. At 21, I left a great corporate career to attend the Baptist Leadership Education Center in Oshawa, Ontario. It was a year of training for church leaders. The decision was based on my need for freedom, my way of escaping the restrictions in my life. While at the school, I met my future husband and we married about two and a half years later, in February 1990. Our first child, Alexis, was born about two years later, in December of 1991. My second child, Joshua, was born in August 1994, and finally my third child, Melissa, in June of 1997. During these years, I continued serving in the church and looking after my family. I stopped working outside of the home just before the birth of my first child. At 32, when Alexis was five and a half and Melissa was five months old, my husband packed our car and left for Toronto, leaving our three young children and me. The plan had been for him to reestablish himself there and for me to follow once Alexis had finished school in the spring. But the events that followed broke the remaining threads of our marriage. My world collapsed. I suddenly was a single mother struggling to pay the rent and feed my children. I was alone and I was scared. From a very young age, when someone would ask me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I would say a mother and a wife. I never had big aspirations, but being a wife and mother made me the happiest. Well, with things taking a turn, and you know, life does give us these, I don't know, unexpected turns and twists and turns, I decided I had to go back to school. I studied and became a computer programmer and ended up having to work 70 to 80 hour weeks to prove my worth. After all, I was a trade school graduate competing in a world filled with masters and PhDs. I climbed the ranks and became a director overseeing 150 employees in Montreal, a dozen in the US, and a team in India. I was on top of the world. I had proven to the world I did not need anyone. I was a survivor. The more I prospered at work, the darker and more indulgent my personal life became. The world looked at me and saw a successful woman making a six-figure salary and five-figure bonuses. What I saw was a terrified woman alone and on the road to self-destruction. You know, I vividly remember the first time I walked into a club alone and ordered a drink. That was the first step into the bowels of hell. Every chance I had after that, I went out, clubbing and partying. I knew every bouncer and bartender by name, and they knew mine. I was known as the one to hang out with if you wanted a good time. Over time, I got involved with the underground world, hung out with a big-time drug lord, and saw and experienced things that make my skin crawl when I think back on those days. I thank God every night that I did not get into drugs. My drug was alcohol and sex. There were nights I blacked out and can't remember how I got to where I was and who I had been with. In January of 2011, my world once again crashed around me. I was let go from my job, and subsequently my friends, my social circle, just disappeared. Looking back, it was God sent. I was alone again. How could I tell anyone that my life was in such a mess and that I needed help? How could I face my family and ask them for help, let alone confess my sins to God? Every time I tried to pray, Satan blocked me, reminding me I was unworthy to kneel at the feet of the king. Oh, those initial conversations were tough ones. It is a wonder that I stand here today. But I do stand today only because of God's redeeming grace and the prayers of my family. If not for those prayers, I cannot be sure that I would be alive today. I am far from perfect, but I am perfectly whole as a child of God. It hasn't been an easy journey to get where I am today. For every two steps forward, I took one backward. Addictions are difficult to overcome, especially when you break them alone. My support was my Lord and Savior and my growing prayer journey. I kept my story a secret for years, ashamed, scared to share my experiences. I focused my energy on studying the Bible and praying, making up for all those lost years each day, brought me a step closer to God. In 2020, I was scheduled to speak at several women's conferences and retreats. I planned to talk about the power of prayer and how my prayer life saved me. I planned on sharing how I organize my prayer time, keep track of prayer requests, and to help these women become prayer warriors in their own lives. Well, you know what happened in 2020. COVID happened. And all the events were canceled. Instead of putting my notes away and my Bible studies away, I felt the Lord leading me to do something more with what I had been learning. So I decided to share my idea with my sister, who is a best-selling author and illustrator thinking we could perhaps collaborate and create a workbook to share with others. She took a look at what I presented her with, and she thought it was worth introducing me to her agent, who in turn encouraged me to write my story and share my journey with the world. Now, I've done many scary things in my life, but none as frightening as writing a book and letting everyone in on my dirty secrets. I fought against the idea, but the Holy Spirit would not let go. My first book, 100 Days of Prayer, A Journey into Deeper Intimacy with God, was released in May 2020. 100 Days of Prayer is a glimpse into my journey, the troubles, the dark path I walked, and how my life turned around by falling to my knees and asking God for forgiveness. My prayer journey started tentatively. Your path may look different than mine, but that is the beauty of this journey. We are headed to the same destination. Have you ever thought about your sins before? Does God's judgment scare you? Do you realize Jesus can forgive you of your sins too. I want to leave you with this verse. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. First John chapter one, verse nine. I want us to turn to the Bible And know what God's word says about different social issues we have to deal with, whether it is divorce, whether it is drinking, homosexuality, our sexuality, or taking a stand at work. I am so excited that you joined me at my first podcast, and I look forward to this very exciting adventure with you. Thank you for joining me. To stay connected, follow me on Instagram and Facebook. If you like this podcast, can you help me find new listeners by leaving a rating and review? This small step takes only a moment, but really helps grow the listening audience. So let me thank you in advance. I hope you have a wonderful day and until next time, Let's continue on our journey as followers of Jesus Christ. I am Ruth Hofseppian.